In a world where so many challenges exist in modern day society and so many gaps are still present, it is time to bring like-minded people together to create conversation and ideas around change to see how we can better ourselves moving forward. Welcome to the Bunyara Effect. gentlemen and welcome back to another episode of the Bunyara Effect. Today we're taking a little bit of a different approach and we're talking to a young lady by the name of Amy. Now Amy has moved to the rural and remote town of the South Burnett and she's in the career as a journalist. Now what's interesting about Amy is she's still currently studying, she's working full-time and she gets to live in what's classed as a rural and remote area and I think that has a few different challenges that come with it. So Amy, welcome to the Bunyara Effect. Thanks for having me Michael. No, thank you. Now look, I don't normally have a script for this sort of stuff, so we're just going to wing it exactly like I've told you. Now, I want to go back. The first part I want to talk about is being a student. Now, at the moment, my sole focus in the region is all about mental health and the challenges that presents. And for those listening at home, Amy has got the tiniest little head and I can't actually see it behind the microphone. So this will be interesting to actually read her reactions. So Amy, tell me about the challenges of being a student, first of all. What comes along with that? And especially because you're working, what challenges does it present for you? So I think being a uni student, first of all, is pretty stressful. Um, At the moment, it's exam time. So everybody's cramming down on the two minute noodle meals and frozen meals and stuff. Mm, nice and healthy for Yeah, <laughs> looking after ourselves. That's it. Um, but I suppose the biggest one is just anxiety and stress, um, yep. especially around time. So making sure that you're organised um, with assignments, getting them in on time. And I think just making sure that you are prepared for assessments. Um, So how prepared are you? Give me a rough (laughs) idea of that. What does that look like for you as a a student studying? Uh, I reckon I'm pretty okay. I mean, I've definitely learned from my mistakes in first (laughs) and second year. Perfect. Um, But no, I think the biggest thing is just to have a schedule. So, you know, put aside, even if it's only half an hour a day or an hour a day, just putting aside a bit of time when you say, okay, in this time I'm going to study, I'm not going to do anything else. And I think when you do that every day, all your hard work sort of accumulates up over time. And then at the end of the semester, you actually start to see that paying off. Um, So I found that's one way where I've, you know, prepared myself and prevented a lot of stress. Yep. So being in the, the setting of university, how often do you notice that people around you really start to struggle with their own mental health and their own well-being? All the time. Yeah, yeah, especially around exam time. Um, I'll always, you know, be talking to my mates who are at uni and they're like, oh gosh, like, yeah, I'm so stressed. I've got, you know, this many assignments and I haven't started however many. Um, So it's definitely a widespread issue. I don't think I've met a uni student that's never experienced a lot of stress. Absolutely. And and I think like what you said during the exam periods, like what it is at the moment for you, do you notice a, like a massive decline in, in mental health and well-being within your, um, your classmates, your friends that are in that sort of study period? Yeah, definitely. I think because we just have so much on, we have so many assignments due at the one time or so mm-hmm. many exams. So our normal day-to-day routine gets so disrupted. Um, we don't usually have time to do the things that we would enjoy or things that make us feel relaxed. 
Yeah. Um, for example, it's sort of hard to go to the gym for me. Um, yeah. It's hard to put aside that time and I think other people are sort of the same. They're not really having time to spend time with their family and friends and that sort of thing. So, yeah. Absolutely. Now, for you yourself, you're talking about um, going to the gym. Is that one of the main strategies that you use to try to better your mental health? Yeah, definitely. I really enjoy it. Um, it always just makes me feel so much better after I've gone, just to get that rush of endorphins. And it's just a time where I don't have to think about uni or anything else that's happening, yeah. even if I'm just going for a walk or a run or whatever it is. Okay. So tell me, as, as someone who's in, I guess, the mental health profession, like I, don't, I don't really associate myself with professional very often, but we use the <laughs> word profession. How do we make it better for people like yourself who are still in that? Um, study zone who was still classed as a, a student how do we make it so that you don't feel the pressures can we do anything to help in that setting um i think most of it is just having someone to talk to about it i know when i'm feeling really stressed or bummed out or sad or whatever it is whenever i talk to a friend or whatever that always makes me feel better. Yeah. Um, I think so just having someone to talk to and also a lot of people don't know, I guess, coping strategies to use or they know, but, you know, they might have preconceptions about what things like mindfulness is about and they don't really want to do it. Or I think people, I know for me, sometimes it's a little bit hard to sit in one space and be quiet and just focus on the one thing for a while so I suppose so you're like an energizer bunny <laughs> a little bit yeah okay so I guess people like that I guess strategies for those sorts of people who maybe um you know don't really enjoy you know stereotypical mindfulness activities yeah yeah okay so now tell me you went from um you're, well, you're still a student so you haven't gone from that yet but you haven't always lived in, in the South Burnett region, have you? No, so I'm actually from Toowoomba, so not oh, too big far city away. Life. <laughs> yeah, no. So much happening. Um, yeah, but it was still a big adjustment coming out to King Arroyo. I um, didn't actually know anybody when I first moved out. Um, so that was pretty difficult adjusting, but I have to say, I've met so many amazing people out here and yes. I can't claim the credit for that on my, on my own. I think being a journalist, I'm forced to meet new people every day. <laughs> exactly so right. that certainly helped. But I would say I probably have more friends out in Kingaroy than I have in Toowoomba now. And awesome. I mean, it's because we're absolute legends. It is. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I've been in Kingaroy for six months and I was in Toowoomba for my whole life. So. <laughs> well, what do you see the challenges are in the South Burnett? So stepping outside of the the journalist uh, label I guess for a second so you young female coming to the region looking at the barriers that could be in place that affect you physically mentally to be able to live the best life you can what are those barriers that you can identify definitely access to things so um, even access to professionals like yourself is so so hard to get out here especially I know that you can, you know, book appointments and stuff. However, mm -hmm. a lot of the time you have to be extremely prepared. You can't just, you know, if you're having an especially tough day, it's really difficult to see someone then and there or that day. And that is the same with physical health. So if you want to see a doctor, often they're booked out sometimes for weeks. So yeah. I think just um, access to things and quicker access to things. Yeah, yeah absolutely. 
So now I want you to put your journalist hat on for a second. Mm -hmm. I want to hear all about what it is to be a journalist, okay? I want you to tell me all the good things, all the bad things, the challenges, the excitements. I, I am going to bring up another topic later around good old social media, but I'm, 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 yeah. I'm going to hit you up straight away. But I want to hear what you love about being a journalist. I just love being able to do new things and meet new people every day. Um, most of the time, I sort of know what my day is going to look like. However, that can change at the drop of a hat. Um, with breaking news, you, you just don't know what's going to happen. I mean, we hear the ambulance sirens go off and then... So, so tell me, when they go off, are you that person that jumps in the car? Do you chase the ambos into the scene? Sometimes, we have before. <laughs> yeah, okay. If we're prepared enough. Um, yeah. But I just, yeah, I just love that every day is so different and just the opportunities we have to experience new things and meet new people is just so, so cool. Um, and I just feel like it betters me as a person. Mm. I've just learned so much and my general knowledge has just expanded just so much as well just because we have to be on top of so many different rounds. Yep. Um, you know, reporting for a community newspaper. So that's really cool. Absolutely. Um, negative signs. <laughs> um, yeah, the hard part. Don't, don't worry, your boss has given me permission to take a full ball here and ask whatever questions. <laughs> Not staring me at all right now. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I guess I just have to say, I, oh, I'd say I'm pretty well with my emotions and stress levels. I don't get anxious too often but um definitely going to big community events or interviewing big names that will definitely make me feel pretty nervous so yep. um that can be tough at times to just you know make sure that you're still showing up and doing your job properly and sometimes you do just have to get over that bit of anxiety to do your job um and obviously social media yes, is another dun, big dun, one. Dun. Yeah. Um, it's so great that we get to engage with so many diverse people in the region who have so many different perspectives. And that's what democracy is all about. It's, you know, giving everybody a voice. So for um, those listening at home, she's being very political right now. I, <laughs> I love it. That's really good. <laughs> um, yeah, but obviously with so many different views um there's bound to be conflict um do you think it's the right format for the conflict on social media yeah i think that it's healthy to have a you know a mix of views and if we weren't receiving a mix of views we'd be thinking well something's not quite right here <laughs> i think the part where it's bad is how people express their different opinions absolutely and, and I guess what one of my challenges is, um, I get on, on social media, I look at the articles, well, some of them, I'm one of those people that buys a newspaper still rather than subscribing because I'm a tight ass, I'll be <laughs> honest. But it doesn't seem to matter whether you put a good news story or a, a challenging news story or just a blatant sports story, people seem to want to get on and, and criticise the situation. There seems to be a lot of, I guess they call them internet trolls or Facebook keyboard warriors and I love the way you put it because you talk about democracy and, and, and I love your political way of handling that situation because <laughs> I'm sure there are times that you feel like you could just fly off the handle and tell people what you really think 
and thankfully, you, you know, your manager's probably hovering around the door to make sure you don't do that too much. <laughs> but how hard is it for you sometimes to want to stay within that professional box? Do you, do you ever get tempted to just want to go, right, here's exactly what I think about it? Yeah, I think everybody gets a bit heated, especially when you've been working on a certain story for a while and you've done everything you're supposed to do. You've done all, you know, your um, accuracy checks and Mm. you've had someone read over it and you've spent a lot of time doing it. I think it can, it, it, it can be really emotional for you to, I suppose, see people who don't, you know, necessarily like the article, but... I think it just all comes down to separating yourself from what other people are saying. Um, and do you take it as an attack on like your own way? Like, how do I express this? Sorry, I'll find the right words. <laughs> if I was an artist and I painted a picture that I was proud of, and people criticised that, I would take that quite personally. Now, mm-hmm. I feel like you, as much as you might be presenting the facts, because I understand that journalists can't be biased unless you work for a particular papers or stations I'm sure you can get away with it elsewhere but I guess it's about trying to sit in that neutral position and present the facts as they are now that I think where I was going with this if you do that it still has your own touch to it if that makes sense well I feel like it does I feel like I'm getting to a point that when I'm reading an article without even looking at who it is I'm like oh that's Amy's writing <laughs> or, or that might be um, one of your colleagues like Nisha or, or so on So how do you avoid taking that personally when it is your own touch that you put to it? Yeah, I definitely get what you're saying there. Um, Obviously, we've got um, time constraints and space constraints in the paper. So Mm -hmm. there are, you know, only so many words we can report on a certain issue. And obviously, there are just so many different angles and perspectives and views to different issues. So we try our best to get you know, the main voices in there and explain everything to the best of our ability. Absolutely. Um, and to be honest, when I was first starting off as a journalist, it did get to me a little bit, but... How, how did you know I was getting to you? Because I could, I would get upset about, you know, what different people said about articles I wrote if they left negative feedback but nine times out of ten it's not about the way you write an article or about your writing it's about the issue itself so the content within Mm, Mm -hmm. yeah so even though sometimes it might seem as though someone is attacking you it's not actually them attacking you it's them more so attacking the issue or you Mm -hmm. know someone quoted or yeah yeah absolutely Personally, I'd love to see people become part of the solution, not part of the problem. Like, I, in, instead of targeting you on social media, because, well, like you said, they're probably not targeting you, they're targeting the topic. I would love to see more people actually offer forward solutions because we see it a lot on the internet. It's, oh, that's crap, this is crap, everything's crap. But no one actually says, well, how about trying this? Or putting their, their point forward to you to, to look at it from another perspective that may be a positive outcome. It just doesn't seem to happen very often. There's a lot of critiques, not a lot of options. Yeah, I agree. That would be awesome if people started to give solutions. It does happen sometimes, which is really good. Um, And we do value critiques as well because that sort of gives us an opportunity to then do a follow-up story if necessary. Or, Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes people do give feedback, which you know, isn't positive feedback, but what they're saying, you can then take and improve on your skills. Absolutely. Um, but yeah. 
Now tell me about the photography skills of journos because I've got a bit of a vendetta against one of your mates now because she did put an article up and I look like I'm about 50 pounds heavier than I bloody am. So I was told in my reply you like to represent the nat natural image in the Photoshop. So how much training do you guys get around, and actually I want to reword this, the other journo is an absolute bloody legend too and I hope to get her on here one day so I don't really mind about the photo at all. But how much training do you guys get when you're at university around broader, I don't know, broader journalism is the right mm. word here, but there must be so much focus on writing and presenting the article and correct literature, um, literacy skills, sorry. How much is, all right, here's a camera in your hand, we're going to teach you how to get the best photo, or is it kind of like point and shoot, good luck, see how it goes? <laughs> yeah, so I think it really depends on what uni you go to. Obviously, mm. all unis have a specific um i suppose specific things they need to meet to yeah. enable students to graduate with a journalism degree or a communications degree or whatever it is um i know for me personally and other journalism students from other unis i've spoken to i'm not like it would be great to get a little bit more experience with an actual camera in hand. Um, you do learn about important things like, um, you know, critiquing other photos that other journalists have taken and that sort of thing. But so I, I want you to critique that photo of me for a second. Now. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, you don't want to get into that. Oh, it was a great photo. <laughs> Wearing a nice shirt. Oh, thank, you, thank you. I haven't worn that shirt since that day. So. <laughs> oh, no. yeah, look. You were, you were handpicked. You have got a great team here. Now, Amy will sell herself short as far as how she got to Burnett today. But um, personally, I haven't seen a better team of journos. They're great to talk to, easy to work with. Tell me about the team that you, you get here. Yeah, we are so lucky. Like, we call it, we call each other family because we are. Mm -hmm. um, we just get along so well. Like, I just love them so much and they are my family. So, um, we just communicate and collaborate really really well um nisha and i are so so lucky to have jess as our editor yep. um it's good because she's um also oh, i should take it up with her about the photo too. <laughs> <laughs> um take it up with the meaa as well <laughs> yeah, okay. um, no jess is really great so she's about in her mid-20s so she's had years of experience and actually knows what she's talking about i love it how you say mid-20s and have had years of experience so <laughs> yes, for those yeah. for those because you can't see when you listen to this podcast i walk into this office and apart from the manager dan him and i we, we rock the bald hair and beard movement but everyone else here is actually really quite young aren't you <laughs> yeah we're a cool hit team <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it. keeping the modern flow within journalism <laughs> perfect um no jess is an award-winning journalist actually um so she's got so much knowledge um mm. and at the same time she's really on top of um trends and different things that are happening um you know in news media as general so she is just so good to have there not only to look over our articles but also just improve us better as young professionals so yep. that's really good um now you talk about jess being an award winner but mm -hmm. you guys recently went to a big awards night and actually took home quite a few awards is that correct <laughs> yeah i guess so, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> tell me tell me what what was that like like this is your first job, yeah? Uh, yeah. Probably not the first job, but flipping burgers at Macca's is normally most people's first <laughs> yeah. career. Yeah. But first time in as hard as a journalist, yeah. how was it to go to an award ceremony and, and see the fact that the team you're working with 
is up there. They're getting the awards. They're doing an amazing job. Oh, I was just so proud. Like, it was just so incredible. And it's a little bit funny because um, when the awards first started, they had a few going back to the photos. Oh, this, great. this will not surprise did, me. Did I, did I win the photo show? Have um, I got a modeling career coming? You didn't even play it. So oh, sorry, Michael. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we didn't manage to place in any of the photo categories so and they were presented first so then we were all sort of sitting around the table getting a bit nervous we're like oh gosh like don't make direct eye contact with Danny something we have just sink under the table and, no, like, <laughs> run to the bathroom <laughs> um but then the journalism and advertising awards came and we managed to pull a few so it really? was just amazing and also so we're Burnett today part of the Star News Group mm. um so there are a fair few up there were a fair few other Today papers at the awards yep. um, and they also managed to secure quite a few wins. So Brilliant. I wasn't, it's, we were proud to be a part of this paper, but also a part of a, um, a broader community of newspapers. So it's just, it's just the most unreal experience. Oh, I could imagine. Now I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you a really hard question. <laughs> How do we get young intelligent people like yourself to come to the country now i, sh I shouldn't say to come to the country because you're like just down the road at Toowoomba. <laughs> yeah. but i considered the south Burnett, you know pretty regional compared to some mm -hmm. big city urbanization areas how do we promote what we have here how do we get the people like you to want to come and invest in our community and help the growth of our community i think it's things just like opportunities mm -hmm. what's available i think one thing the south Burnett already does well um, it's just, I, I just think it's such a friendly community. Um, you know, most people that I've met and spoken to are just so easy to get along with and you'll see them again in the street and they'll smile at you and remember your name and stuff. So that's really beautiful. Um, but I guess going back to, I suppose, just better access to things like, um, you know, health services and that sort of thing. I also think our tourism industry has a lot to offer. Mm. So maybe if we're promoting that more, I mean, last week I just went to Moffatdale um, and I met Felicity who owns a forest and also a little cottage and she runs markets. And mm. before going there, I didn't even know that that those markets existed really. And I've been yeah. here for six months. So. We have a lot of untapped resources, mm. right? Like there is yeah. a lot of positives here that we just probably don't show it off the best way that we can. Yeah, definitely. I think that obviously we do need more in the community, but mm. I think another main thing is just showing off what we already have. Excellent. All right, Amy, look, I won't annoy you anymore. You've been <laughs> fantastic. And thank you so much for coming on the Bunyara Effect. Is there anything else you'd like to add before I let you go and do your real job? <laughs> no, just thanks for having me. And um, yeah, no, the photo was great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm sure someone will want to purchase <laughs> Look, it. Look, I'm going to put it in my portfolio yeah, <laughs> and just see how I go with it. <laughs> New headshot. That's it. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for tuning in at home for another episode of The Bunyara Effect. If you want to provide some feedback on this episode, please comment below and we look forward to bringing you some more soon. Bye.